Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. In this service, you know, one of the things that came up for me was just feeling very blessed that we are home for Christmas, right? Like, so we have different homes, but I just hope that you really feel at home here and that you join us to continue to celebrate the Christmas holiday. Um, and actually, I'll just go right ahead. I, was, I, I, I did it at the end of last uh, service, but I'll do it now. How many of you love Unity on the Bay? Yes. How many of you have individuals that you love in your life? How many of you have been thinking about bringing some of those two things together? Right? So this is just a perfect opportunity of bringing things that you love, people that you love into community together. So I really invite you to this week, reach out to friends, to family, and invite them to be a part of our full Christmas schedule. You know, we have some really wonderful services. We have New Year's. It's just a really great time to be able to celebrate with each other in community and with the people that you love, the additional people that you love. So um, I also just want to say, um, I, I want all of you to know how much love is present in the Board of Trustees. I know we, I know we honored them a little earlier, and as I see each and every one of them, as I think of Nick, um, you know, um, there's just a lot of love that we have for each other. There's a lot of love that we have for unity. And I want you to know that everything in my being knows that our board of trustees is always serving out of love. And so thank you to each of you for modeling that for so many of us. All right. All the gushy stuff put, put to the side now. And I want you to know that you all got a very nice Christmas gift from the 930 service. Because they said, don't do the second joke. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep it to one. Uh, and why do reindeers like Beyonce so much? Because she slays. <laughs> Did you like the additional piece? Okay, yeah. I, that's what I was working on earlier. All right. Well... <laughs> But for this, some people are asking me the second joke. I know to listen to the first service, but Jody, if you want to hear it after the service, I'll be more than happy to share it with you. And if it works, we'll bring it back next week. Um, so, um, you know, we, we talk about Christmas and we've been celebrating Christmas and it looks like Christmas and there's all the activities of Christmas already happening. And one of the things that I really appreciate about how we experience Christmas here in unity um, is that we recognize that it's not just a day, that it's something that it means. And it's something that it means not only for the people who celebrate it and how we celebrate it, but it means something within us. It reminds us of something within us. And uh, I love this quote from our co-founder, Charles Fillmore. This is how he speaks of Christmas. He says, it does not belong to the past. It is a vital living present truth. The bringing forth of the Christ child is not a work that is finished in Bethlehem. It is taking place in our midst every day. And so as we prepare through Advent and through coming together for Christmas, you know, that is sort of like the invitation that I invite 
all of you into it, I'm inviting myself into is like, what is taking place within us? And how are we creating the space for a deeper understanding of everything that God and everything that Jesus and everything that Christ is within us? Because I do believe that God is love. I believe that God is peace. God is our faith. God is our hope. Um, and God is our joy. And so today, as we honor and celebrate this third Sunday of Advent and of love, um, I'm just really looking forward to not only celebrating how love has shown up, but also inviting us to have an even greater vision of what is emerging as love. The many ways in which, yes, love is calling us forth in some small and in some really big ways, um, and that as we are entering that call, that we hold the vision of what is possible, that we hold the vision of our place in making and creating a greater experience of love, not only for ourselves, but for all those around us and for humanity itself. And um, as we celebrate Advent, Advent meaning like the emerging of something new in the horizon, right? Like we can lean on our experiences of love and our understanding of love and know that there is something that is emerging. There is something that is coming up that we may not even fully know what it looks like, but we can have the faith of what it'll feel like because it will feel loved. It will feel peace. It will engender within us a greater sense of joy and happiness and abundance and prosperity, not only for us, but for all of humanity. And so this is really a celebration of what has been and a celebration of what we get to hold as the possibility this Christmas holiday. Now, uh, let's see if some of you get this at this service. Everybody say love. love. Everybody say love. love. Everybody say love. Who knows where that's from? Oh, good. At the first service, they didn't know. And yes, Unity on the Bay, we are the kind of community that quotes RuPaul and RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> so one of the things that is clear for me is that in order for me to experience love, I have to share love. Have you found that, that when you sort of share your love with others, you get a greater sense of what it actually feels like and, and, and what it looks like and sort of like the fabric of what love is as we are in love and sharing our love with other people? And to me, love is really an action, you know, and it's an action that really invites us to recognize that what we are and who we are and the many ways in which God and the Christ nature is within us, that that's not something to be hoarded, right? That's not something just for us, that that is something that really needs to be expressed, that the blessing of trusting and knowing and claiming our divine uh, Christ nature is felt and experienced when we express it, not repress it. And so today, um, I really invite us to think about the ways in which we are expressing love, the ways in which we are being invited to express love, and yes, even the ways in which we may be uh, repressing love. Because if you're having some similar experiences as I am, there are times when, you know, I know what love is trying to inspire in me, the actions, the words that it is trying to... And there is something, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, that would be so lovely. Yes, that would be so great. And I'm going to know. 
like that. I'm going to repress that because I need to show up in a different way or because people may not understand or just because there's something within us that may be fearful of being misunderstood or fearful of just not getting it right. And so the opportunity this week is to really check in about that. What are the ways in which not only are we being invited to express love, but what are the ways in which we have kept our love small and repressed it? Where are those places within our own lives? And quite honestly, where are the places within the world where that love and that peace and that harmony is being repressed? Now, for me, the core of what God is, is love. That's it. God is love. The very character of God, the very expression of God is love. And so if we want to experience God, I believe we have to experience love. If we want to uh, really embody our own Christhood, we have to express that Christhood through love. And the way that God loves us and to experience the way that God loves us, we get to know it more fully when others get to know how we love them, how we hold them. And so really the way of God is the way of love. And I love that as we are celebrating, you know, the life of Jesus, because it's not just the birth, right? Like we're celebrating the birth of Jesus, but because of the kind of life that he led and modeled and shared with all of us, and I love that in the Gospels, the Gospels begin with, for God so loved the world. That's it. For God so loved the world that Jesus came into being so that with him we would have a greater understanding of the possibility of living into our truth and living into our own Christ nature. And when we look at the life of Jesus and uh, when we look at everything he did, for me, the thing that I get the most is he was a man of love. What he did, how he showed up, right? Like the stories that we've learned about where he loved those that other people couldn't love. He loved those that were on the sidelines, that were ostracized, right? Those that either people didn't think they were worthy of love or even they themselves didn't think that they were worthy of love. How many times have we felt put to the side? And how many times have we put ourselves to the side, right? But he loved the sick, he loved the poor, he loved his enemies. <laughs> How many of you have been working on that one for a lifetime, right? <laughs> Love was the core of his message. And one of the things that I really was sitting with today is like, um, also when um, Jesus uh, speaks and affirms and claims the Father and I are one, what I get out of that is what we now hear quite a bit is love is love. God's love was Jesus' love, was Christ's love, is our love. Love is love is love. And it reminds me of um, the way in which Khalil Gibran uh, speaks of Jesus. How many of you have heard of Khalil Gibran and the prophet? How many of you knew that he actually had other books other than the prophet? A few, okay, good. Well, he did, and there's this beautiful book that he has where he um, writes uh, about the life of Jesus from the different perspectives of all the people that were around him. And so in Jesus, the Son of Man, Khalil Gibran shares this about Jesus. I would tell you more of him, but how shall I? When love becomes vast, love becomes wordless. Think about that kind of experience where 
we may not even need to use words because our very essence inspires that feeling of being loved in those around us, that our actions, right, speak louder than even the words. And that's part of what we're really invited into this week, to really live into and act from the place of love. Could our love be the same way? Yes, right? Could our love be the same way in which it was described? Yes, wordless and felt and experienced deeply. Could the love that we express be so vast that not only does it lift up our own life and those around us, but it lifts up people in a completely different continent? I believe that, yes, it can, for we are all united and we are all one within our togetherness. That is the experience of God that we are each a part of. And when we recognize our own divinity, what we're really doing is recognizing our connection to God, recognizing our connection to Jesus through the Christ that lives in each and every one of us. And what would it look like if we could really harness that power to really not only say we're going to celebrate with an an essence of love, but to actually harness everything that that core love is within us. And so here now, we get to ask ourselves how we can re-engage with that power that is love and even ask ourselves, what are some of the limitations that we have placed on the power of love? Like, do we believe that it can move mountains, right? Like, do we believe that it can shift a relationship? Do we believe that it can shift the experience that other people are having, people that we may not even know? Do we believe in the vision that we hold out of the presence of love? This is the time for us to do it. You know, as they say, tis the season, right? Tis the season. Hamilton Wright maybe says this about this season. He says, blessed is the season which engages the whole world in a conspiracy of love. That's what we're getting into. That's what we're living into. Everybody say love. love. Everybody say love. love. <laughs> so one of the things that I really... Um, was uh, thinking about, and actually it came up because I was talking to somebody last uh, Saturday at an event, and how many of you remember when um, those bracelets came out with, what would Jesus do, WWJD? What would Jesus do? Remember that? And a lot of people were having it in unity. I remember that we started doing the, what would love do, WWLD, because it's one of the same, right? What would Jesus do? What would love do? And it's an invitation for us to really like have the courage, the strength, the wisdom to ask ourselves that very personal question, that very powerful question that not only leads into our abundance and joy and the experience of God that we get to have in our lives, but it also is part of the evolution of consciousness and is part of the evolution of humanity into a greater awareness of the power of God. And so when we ask that question, and believe me, I know it takes courage because sometimes we don't even want to ask the question, right? Sometimes we want to just um, pretend that we don't know any better. Yes? Yeah. And so once we do ask the question, I really believe that just the asking of the question activate something. It's powerful enough because for me, what it does is like, it says that I'm a little, if not fully open to expressing love, right? And so the moment that we ask the question, well, what would love do now? We're basically telling the universe love itself. I'm open enough 
to hear it and then to see how that can shape up. And so how powerful that in moments throughout this week, we can just stand in that, have reminders throughout our home and our car, wherever we're at, what would love do now? And when I spoke about faith like two weeks ago, I asked the question, are we um, choosing and moving from the place of faith or from the place of fear? And it's the same question today. Is it from the place of love or is it from the place of fear? See, love is our divine nature and love is what we are born with. Fear is what we've learned along the way. And the spiritual journey is really about unlearning that which no longer serves us, unlearning that which is not natural to us to move into our natural state of being and be that expression, that light of God in the world. And so it is about letting go of the fears of how love is to show up in the world. You know, um, when, when we ask that question, what would love do now? I get that sometimes love is speaking, right? And love answers us back about what it would do through and as us. But sometimes uh, that monkey mind and the fears and the judgments, they can get really loud, right? And so loud that sometimes we don't hear that still small beautiful, innocent, loving voice. And our opportunity is to start quieting down the monkey mind, to start quieting down the judgments, um, the fears that we may have about what is, being, um, what is being born and what is emerging from us. And so we're invited to do that this week. And as I said before many times, I believe that the world is calling for that which we have. But in reality, what I really believe is, yeah, you know, everything outside is a reflection. This is unity, right? Everything going on outside is a reflection also of some of the things that are going on inside. And so when I say that the world is calling for our love, what I'm really saying is that the love that is within us is asking to be expressed more fully. The love that is within us is asking to push through any boundaries or limitations that we may have placed on it. And so we can look at the relationships. How many of us have relationships where it's calling for a little bit more love? It's calling for a little bit more understanding. We see it in the news. When we look at the news, do we take a moment to recognize that some of what is going on is a call to love? Well, we hear it sometimes with our friends and family, right? When they call us up and they tell us about some of the things that they're going through, right? And we see that there may be a calling for greater love within that situation. And so now is our chance to answer that. And uh, many of you may know that Rumi quote that talks about sort of getting out of the way of love. He says, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Eric Butterworth, Unity uh, Minister, actually says this in these words. I do not generate love. I simply express it. I do not need to make myself love certain people. I need only to get myself out of the way and let the divine energy of love flow through me as it is its nature to do. So what is keeping us from fully expressing love more fully? How many of us have been hurt in past relationships and held some resentments? And so... Maybe one of the ways in which we can heal from that is by just loving ourselves. Loving ourselves through the hurt, loving ourselves through the pain. And as we love ourselves, it opens us up to recognize that that love is within us and it can be shared with other people. 
How many of us have moved through thinking that we weren't worthy of love? Anybody here not worthy of love? And this is one of the things that I've found, that the more that I give whatever I don't think I'm worthy of to other people, right? Like, so the more love I give to other people, the more I'll start believing that I'm worthy of it also. Because as we do that, we all of a sudden are spreading and sharing our love, and we realize, wait a minute, there doesn't need to be any places where love is not. And there are no individuals that are not worthy of love, so I can love myself. The moment that we think other people are unworthy of love, we're just giving credence to this idea that some people, and therefore maybe the possibility is that I am not worthy of love. And how many of us have fears that we might be judged or the way that we express our love may be misinterpreted. Opportunity to just stand firm in love and to really um, recognize that love can't be diminished, that the power of love is what we are celebrating, not only this Christmas, but that it is what we celebrate through life and that love generates itself and that love grows itself if we let it. Now, easier said than done, but also not as hard as we think it is. Because if we really allow ourselves to think of God, to seek God, to love God, and to know that we are each expressions of God, all of a sudden doors begin to open, and all of a sudden we begin to see even more possibilities. And through that, we are liberated, for love is the great liberator. Now, I've shared with uh, some of you uh, an acronym for love before, and I'll share it with you again. Love, to listen, to optimize, to value, and to express. So to listen intently to the people around you this holiday season, and maybe even go beyond the words, what's really being shared, what's really being expressed, and to just have that moment of listening, of truly being present for each other, to optimize our time with each other, so how many of us and how many of you have had those experiences like, oh, that was a missed opportunity. That was a missed opportunity. Can we optimize every single opportunity by asking the question, what would love do now? What would love do through me? To value, to value the people in our life, to value the gifts that they bring, to ask ourselves, even the people that were part of the resentment, part of the hurt, did they add some value? Can I see some value in who they are and what they're about? And then E, to express it. How do we express love through gratitude, through praise, through just saying thank you for being you? And so that is the opportunity. And now for me, one of the things that I recognize is that if we are looking for miracles in our life, We've got, the living, we've got to be the living miracle. If we want to experience greater love, we have to be that love. And so what would love have you do now? And I've asked myself because of today, that same very question. And I realized that there are some things that love has been asking me to do. And I have been fearful about it. And I have placed limitations about it. And it's so funny because actually... Um, um, one of the things that I realized is that the thing that I've been fearful about is to just have a conversation about what's going on between Israel and Gaza and how that could be felt or heard or understood. And, you know, God is so great that at the 930 service, God put in that third row one of the main leaders from Temple Israel, you know, and some of the things came up again for me. But it's really an opportunity that I see because 
when we look out into the world and we look at the things that are falling apart, could we see how maybe some things are falling into place? Could we see how maybe we're part of bringing them back? See, for me, if love is the great unifier, that when I see that there are things breaking down, when I see that there are places filled with fear, it tells me I need to express love. I need to share love into it. And so I don't know about you, but what's been happening in Gaza and between Israel and the Palestinians has been hurtful to see it. It confuses me. It um, adds a little bit of fear, not only about what's taking place there, but also my place within it and how I can speak about it. Things are getting so polarized within it that it's difficult to, for me, see how to speak about it without feeling the fear of being misunderstood or misinterpreted. And I'm being called to be the expression of love. I am being called to seek how love is meant to rise up and emerge in those places. And so I invite us to send our prayers and that feeling, that engendered feeling of love to the people of Gaza, the people of Israel, the victims that have died as a result of it, the innocent lives that have been lost. And I also invite us to hold the vision. You know, I was reminded this morning of uh, in World War I, where all of a sudden for Christmas Day, there was a stop to that war. And for that day, at least, there was peace during World War I. Can you hold that vision? Right? Can you hold that vision? Everybody say love. love. Everybody say love. love. Everybody see love. Everybody be love, right? And so can you join me right here and right now and just see that the miracle that took place in World War I is the miracle that can take place right here and right now for the people of Israel and the people of Gaza. Yes? Yes. yes. And together we are able to hold all those things and be the love in expression that will emerge out of the moments of disharmony and of unknowingness and of not recognizing and claiming the truth of who we are as individuals and as humanity. Ernest Holmes says, love alone shall discover the heart of God at the heart of humanity. Love alone shall reveal the self to the self and find enthroned in the high citadel of the secret place of God in our own heart, which embraces the whole world. When love's activity is no longer confined to the littleness that restricts, but extends to everything and everyone, then shall we hear its song sung throughout our lives. Everybody say love. love. Everybody say love. And it's not enough to say love. It is important to be that love, to act from the sense of love, to be in togetherness in the name of love, and to be truly living love in action. And I just leave with you. I just leave with you the Bible verse that really makes it just come true for me, makes it real for me. And so God is love from 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. And those who abide in love abide in God and God abides in them. Let us be the expression of God by being the expression of love in our lives and in the life of all humanity this Christmas holiday. Namaste. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. 
a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.